Thank you to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. BetterHelp is the world's largest therapy service, and it's 100% online. With BetterHelp, you can tap into a network of over 25,000 licensed and experienced therapists who can help you with a wide range of issues. To get started, you just answer a few questions about your needs and preferences in therapy. That way, BetterHelp can match you with the right therapist from their network. Then you can talk to your therapist however you feel comfortable, whether it's via text, chat, phone, or video call. You can message your therapist at any time and schedule live sessions when it's convenient for you. If your therapist isn't the right fit for any reason, you can switch to a new therapist at no additional charge. With BetterHelp, you get the same professionalism and quality you expect from in-office therapy, but with a therapist who is custom-picked for you, more scheduling flexibility, and at a more affordable price. Get 10% off your first month at betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks. That's betterhelp.com slash musicspeaks for 10% off your first month. And thank you again to BetterHelp for sponsoring this episode. Hey guys, we wanted to take a quick minute to tell you about our recent partnership with the Amazing Bones Coffee Company. Let's face it, you're probably sick and tired of drinking that old plain Jane coffee brand every morning. Well, fret not, dear listener, Bones Coffee is here to kick your taste buds into high gear. Bones Coffee has a wide variety of flavors to choose from, including maple bacon, peaches and spring, island grog, and my personal favorite, chocolate raspberry. Once you become hooked on the coffee, you'll be excited to learn that they have plenty of merch options to choose from as well. T-shirts, mugs, tote bags, the list goes on. You can buy their coffee in Holbein, Ground, and even Evil Single Serve options. Guys, we wouldn't lie to you. This coffee is great, and we know that you're going to love it too, which is why we have partnered up with Bones Coffee, and now our listeners have an exclusive discount code. Make sure to use the code MUSICSPEAKS at checkout for 10% off your order. That's right, James. Go to bonescoffee.com to kickstart your new coffee addiction and use the code MUSICSPEAKS for 10% off today. If you're anything like me, free time is limited. So things like yard work are just not doable. And if you're also like me, you don't even own a lawnmower. That is why All Above Landscaping is the right choice. All Above includes a variety of options when it comes to your landscaping needs, including lawn installation, design, irrigation, debris removal, maintenance, and much more. If you're in the city of Sumter and you're looking for reliable service at a friendly price, give All Above Landscaping a call today. It's 803-464-7414. Mention that you heard this ad on this podcast and you'll get a special discount on your first service. Again, that's 803-464-7414. Call All Above Landscaping today. Like many of you, we battled depression during life's ups and downs. Music has always been the one thing that we could rely on to get us through the tough times that we all face. Follow us on our journey as we discuss the healing power of music, interview bands, break down genres, review band biographies, and more. This is the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast with Blake Mosley and James Cox. Hey, it's me, it's me, it's J-A-C, and welcome back to the When Words Fail Music Speaks Podcast, where we fight depression with the power of music. I'm your professional head of Kettos, James Cox, and no, I'm not the voice of Scourge of the Muppets. Still, after all this time, y'all can't say I'm the, I'm the voice the of him. 
always. But am I'm I? Commonly ref- yeah, but that's fine. Because I was I'm one time. Or, I, do I, what? I, I keep interrupting you. Come on. I know. Come on. I know. I am commonly referred to as the loudest guy in the room, but only when I am playing the drums. I am your endless source of useless music knowledge. Uh, my name is Blake Mosley, a.k.a. Brosley, a.k.a. And it seems pretty fitting for today's episode. Today, emo yeah. Bemo. Emo Bemo. And then, yeah, Emo. He's... Why you need your hair all in your eyes? Oh, I got to spook my hair. It's too yeah. much of a process. It's all tucked under my hat right now. And then there's me, Amanda Dolan. I may not know the name of the song, the artist, or the album like the others here, but chances are I will sing along loudly, proudly, and poorly. Just ask my kids. They'll also tell you I'm not a regular mom. I am a distracted ADHD mom. <laughs> ADHD. I like it. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. I'm I'm a medicated ADHD mom as well. It just hasn't kicked in quite yet this morning. Yeah. Uh, uh, Give it about 15 more minutes. I'll be like sure. on. Yeah. So to our <laughs> listeners, that's that's the last time you'll be hearing the, the our old intro with me and just Blake. After this, finally, right? Yeah. After this <laughs> podcast, we're going to record our new intro because so next week or next interview, probably maybe, uh, maybe. you'll hear the new one. And Blake's yeah. going write, to write up the new one for us. So, uh, yeah. I don't know why it's Check taking it this long. Because Amanda's been here for like five months, well, four months, you know. I think I, it's I more know. of a matter of just having time busy. to do it. Yeah. yeah. We're all yeah. busy. Yeah. Yeah. We barely have enough time to like actually sit down and record an episode. So doing things like that, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah. become, it's become impossible. But yeah. we're going to make it work. Yes, we're gonna we it, are. We're going to do yes, it. Yes, we are. It'll be great. Yeah. Question for Mr. Emo Bemo. We're going to call him that now because it's right. the Paramore episode. Yes. Fitting. Yeah, very fitting. How is Allie? She's good. Um, She's in a lot of pain. So uh, earlier this week, uh, for you folks that don't know, um, uh, let me let me preface this by saying that my wife has a very high pain tolerance. Mm-hmm. Um, so she was in a bad car accident almost 10 years ago. Um, broke her back and she has had, uh, you know, she's got some, uh, titanium, uh, on her spine. So, uh, she's very like painful. a Robocop. I mean, essentially. Yes. <laughs> so she's like, she's bolted together. She's, she lives in chronic pain, uh, with her back. Um, so she's, you know, anytime she's ever like gotten hurt or anything like that, she can usually push through it because she just lives in pain. Yeah. So Monday night, uh, we're watching the, uh, the Eagles game. Um, because now I'm an Eagles fan, and then Travis or uh, Jason Kelsey decides that he's he's gonna he's gonna retire as soon as I become an Eagles fan. Because um, <laughs> I love Jason Kelsey, uh, he's got a great podcast yeah. with his brother. I encourage you all to go listen to it. Um, and uh, and then Travis Kelsey's dating Taylor Swift. Come on, man. Anyway, um, <laughs> so they're all winning, right? Winning, uh, winning. Uh, <laughs> but. She's she starts, you know, talking about this this pain that she's been having, like, in you know, in her side for the the majority of the afternoon. And then she's in tears. And I was like, something's wrong. Like, if if her pain tolerance is so high and she is reacting this way, something is definitely wrong. Um, So uh, she she tried to, like, kind of wait through the night, tried to sleep through it, see if, you know, she felt better in the morning. She didn't sleep very well. She's still in a lot of pain. So we got up and went to the emergency room the next morning. Uh, and then turns out her appendix was enlarged. It had not ruptured, Ooh. but it was very, very large is what they said. They were all kind of freaked out about how big it had gotten, but I still like don't know how big it was. I kind of wanted to like have something to compare it to. Yeah. Uh, but like, uh, yeah, so it was it was enlarged and they were like, that thing's got to come out today. So 
wheeled her into surgery. Whole process was was great. Um, you know, we we were in and out pretty pretty quickly. Uh, we were home by like four thirty, five o'clock. So um, we got there about seven thirty in the morning. So that's not terrible. Uh, it's definitely doable. Yeah. Um, she is still in a lot of pain. She can't take uh, she can't take pain medication because it makes her sick. So she's just like pushing through everything. So, uh, but she is okay. Uh, and um, you know, she's 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 a she's a strong independent woman who don't need no man. She don't need me. Um, and she, yeah. but she is, she is pushing through and she is doing as, as good as she can having had an organ removed from you with no pain medicine to help. <laughs> so, but she's, but she's fine. Thank you for asking. Yeah, and thank yeah. you for all of those of, of you who have uh, texted us or whatever, brought us <clears throat> coffee or food or, or whatever. It's very sweet. Very kind of everybody. Um, and, uh, very much appreciated. Yeah, because yeah. uh, we had Ellie last on on, on the last show. It was right? like our wrap up. Yeah, our yeah. wrap up episode. Yeah. We had Ellie on, yeah, so. mm-hmm. and she did our the the Beatles episode with us with me and yep. Blake last year or sometime. And we just yep. love Ellie. And I know that Amanda just met her, but I think yeah. Amanda loves her more than yeah. we do. You know, <laughs> <She might. laughs> I I do I I do love Ellie. It's pretty awesome. Right. 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 Yeah. She I mean, is. Great. I will keep her. I would love to keep her around more. You know. Sure. Y'all should exchange the numbers. Ever come hang out in Texas with me? Yeah. yeah. Like I know you all said you want to come down here to the lake. No, we are. Sorry. We are. Just come by yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just you all could have a girl well, girls we, weekend or something. Exactly. We'll just have yeah. a girls, you know, right. month yeah, leave down those, here at the lake. Leave the boys there and come on, yeah. Allie. Exactly. You know? Right. So. Because you know, like you know what. Who doesn't want to come and hang out in Gun Barrel City, Texas? I Especially mean, on the lake. I know if like if, you know? if there's some questionable things that I need to do, um, I know a lake house that I can go to. Um, to uh, in Gun Barrel City, Texas. In Gun, Gun Barrel that's, City. That's Texas. a perfect like name. That's a perfect name. That's perfect. I love that name. That's cool. Yeah. I need to move Most to Texas. Texas. Yeah. Cause we all know I'm from yeah. Texas, so I need to move back there. Well, I I either want to move back to Texas or live in Nashville. <laughs> you know, yeah, Nashville would be Na- fun. Nashville would Great be music scene. Yeah, awesome. To mm-hmm. so, yeah, uh, two things that I want to um, talk about before we move on to this long okay. to the four thousand word page um, <laughs> episode that Blake kindly. I don't know how you yes. did it, man. Did you write it? Write it? Write it all down from memory? Were well, oh, you in the waiting room? Of, right, there's a lot of copy and paste. Yeah, that is exactly <laughs> what happened. That's what, this is what <laughs> oh, yeah. I did while I was sitting around uh, yeah. in, in, the, in the emergency room. So yeah. Yeah, so, hey, um, way to you know multitask there. Yeah. Support your wife and yeah, that's right. Create hey, double the duty. history of Fairmore. Double duty, right? So I mean, I, I know, I, I know. If I say the name, you're 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 you, you said it yourself. You're probably not gonna um know who we're talking about. But I do have an audio thing that to 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 let the list do. Um, okay, Blake. Raise a good machine. You know of this band, uh, so I'm gonna I'm gonna play something for Amanda and see if you know the band that we're talking about here. No, you don't know that. No. Okay. Oh no, nothing's playing. Okay. I can't hear oh, it. Oh, oh, you can't hear it. Can't hear it. No, oh, we no. can't hear it. No. Oh, okay. Well, okay. So, Bulls oh, on Parade. Okay. Okay. You said that you Bulls know you, you know uh, song names, right? Sometimes. Sometimes. Have you heard of the song Bulls yeah. on Parade? 
Yeah, wait, yes. Isn't yeah. that on my I think that's on my, my playlist. What are my playlists? Okay. Hang on. I'm gonna I'm gonna find out yeah, who does. Yeah, find that out before. That's one of the best songs to play on Guitar Hero too. Oh. Guitar Hero three. Bulls yeah. on parade. Right. That was my go to. Yeah. Yep. If it wasn't through the fire and flames, it was it was Bulls on Parade. Right. So okay, so, I mean, so why should you do that, Blake? What do you think of bands that 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 start and and last like a yeah. like a full career? You've had an Amanda. Yeah. Okay, you know who we're talking about. Okay, all right. So both of y'all. Yeah. <clears throat> what do you think about a band who starts a band for like twenty years, breaks up, comes back? Breaks up again, comes back again, and then finally quits because that's what but that's what they did. That is what they did. Yeah, I, I do remember hearing something about this. I saw a post, a very cryptic post, um, from their drummer, uh, who uh, who posted that they were no longer continuing as a band. It was just kind of like we're not appearing at any festivals. That they were, oh, they were scheduled to, to uh, they were going to be either inducted or perform. At the Hall of Fame, right? The but Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They were inducted, and then, and then shortly after okay. that, you okay. know, yeah. So it's like, and the, I mean, they just made this big comeback. They were on tour again. It was such a big deal. They had um the guy who uh does uh his, his on YouTube and everything. It's Hate Five Six. Mm-hmm. He does all these videos and records concerts and stuff like that. Yeah. And it was such a big deal because Rage Against the Machine asked him to record their concerts and it was like oh my gosh this guy who has done all these videos for all these like underground hardcore bands is like really making it now um but you know like so there's they have this big comeback and now they're, they're done again and i mean you, you hate to see it but at the same time like we've got enough music that they have given us for yeah. decades that we can continue to like and enjoy and you know it, it is what it is so is it, and I, I'm just going to be sound judgy and jaded, but like sometimes I wonder if there's a a bit of like a trying to get people to talk about you again so you become a little yeah. bit more relevant. Yeah, that's good. I know, I know that sounds. No, no, so, I mean, I mean you're, 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 you're pretty much flat on there, you know, because yeah. a lot of people don't really care about, about Rage Against the Machine anymore. You know, they were what, you know, so. Well, you, I think you, it's you funny. You start talking about <clears throat> Right. Well, and and here's the thing too. Like uh, recently, um, which the Richest Machine have they have always Tomorello. stood by yeah. Yeah. their uh, they've always stood by their um, their beliefs, uh, and they've always stood by their um, what you know they're they're big activists for a number of different things, right? Um, but you know now we we live in this generation where if you speak up against anything, you're automatically woke. Yeah, uh, and yeah. and it's so funny because like we have seen. I, especially me, I've seen recently where so many people have just crapped all over Rage Against the Machine, mm-hmm. and they're like, "They've gone woke." It's like, no, dude, mm-hmm. they've been <laughs> they've been this way since the beginning. Mm-hmm. You just didn't pay attention yeah. to what they were singing about. They've been they've been talking about <laughs> racism and injustice, and uh, mm-hmm. the government sucks, and all this for years. For, yeah, for since I mean, they, for, since they started, yeah. and no one's ever paid attention to it until now, when it's such a it has such a negative. Uh, yeah. attachment to it and I, I don't know but that part makes me it's laugh not to get, yeah <laughs> and I, not to get like political or anything, but I don't yeah. want to but like what's wrong with being woke and aware of what's going on and like I mean speaking up about the world around you right it's okay it's totally fine 
And and you know what? Opinions like, I don't know. I like just... buttholes, right? Mm. Everyone's got one. Everybody uh, has one. <laughs> so, you know, it's just and most people are one. Well, yeah, yeah, most people are. Yeah. But 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 there's some built a career off that. Yeah, but there's so. some kind of oh, okay. So I, I I was on YouTube one day and I and and this makes perfect sense for them. Um, it, it says they were once rage against the machine. Now they're reaching for the machine, which is uh, kind of unique. You know, so I was like, <laughs> oh my god, dude. Whatever, well, man. Yeah, whatever. But well, I hate um, it. I yeah. I hate that they're that they're breaking up. I think that they've always been a very talented group of guys. Yeah. Um. Uh, and, and and fun fact. Uh, so, um, uh, is it Zach, the singer Zach, from yeah, uh, from Rage Against the Machine? Yeah. Before he before Rage was formed, he was in a hardcore <laughs> band in the nineties, like the early nineties, called Inside Out, and they are really really good. I did not know that until maybe two years ago, and then I have gone back and they have all their stuffs on Spotify, and it is so good. It is like like 90s hardcore music and um go to apple music y'all not spotify ever whatever okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> amanda and i are apple music apple lovers it's <laughs> you who are raging against the machine blake with this spot yeah i'm, I'm raging against I'm the machine all right with the spotify gimmick so yeah <laughs> uh one more tidbit for y'all amanda yeah. i know you you uh sleep token if you haven't heard of the band Please go and 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 uh, I'll listen to Sleep P- Token. Token. Sleep Pete? Token. S L E P E E P. Okay. Whatever. Okay. Sleep okay. like you're going to bed. Go to bed, bye. Yep. I, okay. Uh, oh yeah, Sleep Token. Okay, so Blake, uh, Blake, I'm gonna ask Got you it. while she's looking at it. Um, Got it. If you let's say you are a member of Slipknot or Guar. Mm-hmm. Guar, right? Guar. <laughs> so if if you were that was what their original it? band name, by the way. That's how it was, was pronounced. And before they shortened it to Guar. Remember we did uh, our Guar yeah, episode? Yeah. It was like, it was the actual. Extra letters and stuff. Yeah. So G-W-A-A-A-L-R-R-T-H. Crazy long name. Sorry. It's fine. This is what it is, you all. This is, we are professional here. But if you are under a mask for years, for like about a year and a half, two years, and somebody and and a super fan outs you and finds your birth certificate with your picture on it. Uh, what would you do? Because I'll tell you what they did. Somebody, some super fan, found a bassist. His name is Three because they are all you know kind of him. You know, it's oh, come a, on, it's, really? It's uh, okay. It's, it's, sorry, it's, we'll, we'll come back to that in a second. Continue. The lead singer's name is Vessel, which is good. And then two, three, four. Uh, guitarist, bassist, drummer. But the bassist is three. I don't know who's four and two. Um, but so, yeah, some super fan found his 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 birth certificate with this picture on it. Posted it online. So three, the band member deleted his all of his social media. So he's not on social media anymore. And I I don't know if that's the best thing for him to do. But then again, I understand. Wanting to keep everything like a secret between the band, you know, because because Sleep Token has 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 a very good um, uh, cadence of of keeping their faces hidden from some hidden from the fans, you know. Other band members, you know, they walk around without their without their uh, masks on and everything. But when you go outside, you know, I mean, with fans, they yeah. Uh, yeah. But what do you think? Is it like a too much of a stretch to delete all your 
on your uh, social media whenever you're, you're, I mean, because, I mean, fans have got to stop this, you know. Well, one, it's like, why hide your face? And I guess, you know, she's well, like, there's like, that, you know, privacy. It, you want anonymity like, so that you can yeah. live your life and not be recognized yeah. when you're out. But but I also think yeah, it's, I like, 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 like it's a band gimmick, you know, like like Warren Slipknot, you it, know. Yeah, kind of like a... Like, so, like Mushroom Head, you know. I mean, all I can think of is, like, all I see is, like, a Mexican, um, you know, wrestler, like a luchador, like, yeah, yeah. mask yeah. on, like, ready to go Matter in the ring. Sorry, uh, that is, like, the first place that my... I'll show you um, what the band looks like, um, y'all, so y'all can understand. While you're pulling that up, here's yeah. my here's my thoughts on Sleep Token. Okay, there's, there's like, two bands that are out now that everyone talks about that I, I cannot, like, bring myself to get into their music. Like, I've, I've honestly tried, and I just, I just can't. Um, that one of those bands is Sleep Token, and the other one is Bad Omens. I uh, just, for some reason, those two bands I'm not like into. Um, but here's the thing with Sleep Token: when I first saw them, I was like, "All right, dude, here's the deal. If there's a gimmick, I'm okay with that." <laughs> one of right. my favorite bands, their gimmick is their Halloween themed, right? Misfits, like they they do the the devil lot. They all got the white makeup. Everything's pumpkins and skulls and whatever. They're a gimmick band, and I'm okay with that. I think it's fun. Slipknot, another another great band um, who did the whole mask thing. Like all of their masks are different. They all match their personalities, their stories. There's lore behind their masks. They change them with every every episode, every album. So it gives you something to like look forward to and talk about what the buzz is and all that stuff. And yeah. then they're just a great band on top of that. Yeah. Um, Ghost, that was a good like gimmick band. Like you know, the guy comes out, he's dressed like a priest. All his band members wear masks. Nobody knows what they look like. Music's fine. You know, whatever. But at some point, it's like, okay, when do we when do we stop relying on the gimmick? You know? So, like, yeah. now, I did not know that their names were were numbered. And that is where yeah. I have to draw the line and say, <laughs> okay, you know what? Slipknot ripoff? Because that is what Slipknot did. There's Absolutely. nine members. They all went. They all had a number for each band member. Now, they did not go by that. That was not like they were not referring to themselves as number eight, number nine, whatever. Right. Um, that was just they all had their band numbers. They they wore the numbers on their jumpsuits. They wore their masks. Now, see, all these guys, their masks are pretty much the same. Okay. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. I watched a Drumio video with the drummer, the drummer right there. Yeah. Uh, and like, you know, the like he even has his voice like distorted. And I'm like, OK. Mm. At what point do we do we give up? the gimmick thing like why can we not just be and, and like a normal band? and that's three that's the one that deleted all of his the, the basis okay. so know. now this guy has is you know that's and eventually we knew this was going to happen yeah. like someone a good a good enough internet sleuth is going to go in and be able to expose these guys that's at easy. some point yeah. um but i mean i don't i don't know I, i'm not into it it's just like, not my I mean, I had other thoughts too. Like, why don't you want to be known for like, yeah, yeah, your talent? Yeah. With, yeah. I mean, and I, you know, I'm not an artist in that in that way, and I am, you know, one of those I'm very transparent with like who I am and my life and my story and all of that. So, like, oh, look at that koala. Okay. Oh, okay, I'm sorry. It doesn't. It's the koala, the drummer. No, right. That's what it is. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's, their, that's, that's weirdly perfect. Um, yeah. So, it, 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 um, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. But Dave Ball. So I, was, I mean, I don't know. Yeah. yeah Dave Ball was three. I and, just, yeah. 
And they oh, have backup singers. When you, I, I, I didn't even know that. Oh my goodness! Because yeah. I get but, really uh, close to my screen. Sorry. So it's kind of like yeah. an in this moment kind right. of yeah. thing. That's I, another like gimmick I, band, right? They, but uh, but uh, I mean, there's they, some. They probably had, like just got them because their first and second album. I don't think they ever had backup singers. But I mean. More power to I mean, I don't think Ghost has backup singers, do they? I don't think so. Yeah. No, I don't think Ghost has any backup singers. Yeah. Um, but I but, don't know. But yeah, the 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 thing with the with the names. Okay, so yeah, yes, it's a gimmick. We all know that. But then again, it's like I don't really think the mask the mask thing is overdone because mm-hmm. because me there's been Slimknot. Guar, Lodi, and Mushroom Air. That's four bands. Hollywood, that, Hollywood Undead. Uh, okay, six. Other ones, you know. And, and what and else? And then you have like the ones like Sia, who. Hello. This is Jay. Jay yeah. just decided hey. she wanted to join me. Um, yeah. She's probably just not getting the attention she would like. Can I bend uh, that down? <laughs> Can I bend that down? I love that video. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I, love, I do love that. Like. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Yeah, but, I'm so pretty. I'm sitting late, dog. But see, what I'm saying is, there's not oversight of 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 uh, of uh, masked bands that I, that I, you know, I mean, that's six bands that we just listed off. Sure. Out of billions and billions and millions and, and millions of musicians. Yeah. And so, what like let's also talk about like what kind of bands those bands yeah. are. They're mostly rock and roll bands, right? Right. Mostly like, rock. Yeah, yeah. Mostly rock and metal. Some yeah. Capacity. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. I mean, I mean, could you imagine like a country <clears throat> singer, truly, like a country band with wearing masks on, like, yeah, just asking, like, could you, can you picture it? I, I can sure imagine can. with them do, doing the I whole, wish they would. whole, whole, like, um, you know, just covering up their, <laughs> you know, doing the like the do rag thing over their face, but you know, kind of like what we did with the masks, so, there. but not, not, no. not like a full blown mask with country that wouldn't. Sure. well with anybody but uh yeah but i i just figured uh to talk about rage against machine and sleep talking because that's that's the um that's what's happening this this past week what's happening that's what's and happening and you, yeah, something else is happening and we're going to get into it in a second here um but you're you know we talked about like doing things that kind of stand out and make people say like oh wait hold up one second paramore just recently deleted all of their uh social media pictures look, and, look and everything everything um and and look what it did it got us talking like everyone's thinking that they're breaking up and uh later on in the next episode they're not. what's they're doing one second right. did yeah. you did your door just open my so no one oh, of the okay. dogs well that would be a dog oh, okay because yeah. okay, i'm like oh, i'll be a dog my house is is haunted i don't, a, I don't you can so put that on the new south carolina spook show that Blake, yeah Blake like has. maybe one day you know yeah. i can talk about my house we have our we have our our thoughts that maybe there's the ghost of a little old lady that lives in the attic. But as far as I know, like, I don't think did it's she the one that like, did she like beat your back when you like, is that what she did? She was like, get out of my space. And so it was like, Probably. you know, like hers just, that's what it is. It wasn't, in the back, yeah, so you it wasn't the beams. Yeah. <laughs> it was the, no, it was the little old lady it. with it. Yeah. Oh no, no, it's not her hand. It's her purse. Oh, her purse. Yeah. It's got it's, her handbag, yeah. right? Like pocketbook. Yeah. You're in the South. So pocketbook. Yeah. Right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> making me go outside to pick my own switch it's yeah. <laughs> there you go all right well uh, i'm in the business of mis- of misery so let's take it from the top I'm, right I just oh, that, just was, that. that was good hey, that was, hey, I see what you did there, buddy. 
Aha. All right. So let's talk about, all right. So before I'm going to preface this too, before we get into like the history of Paramore, uh, this is going to be a two-parter. Um, and, uh, we're, we're going to cover mostly the emo era of, of Paramore because I think I, I like Finn McKenty's videos on, on YouTube. He always talks about different types of, and it's mostly rock and metal and punk stuff, but he always refers to like the big four or the Mount Rushmore, um, when it comes to certain music, music genres. Right. So okay. one, you know, he's, you know, we've talked about the big four, you know, with, uh, with metal, it was Metallica, Megadeth, Slayer. And um, Anthrax, right? So, like, there's always like a big four. Um, do, do you have to say it that way? For Slayer? Slayer. Yeah, you have to. Um, it's okay. necessary. So, I can't say it's Slayer. Like, no, a, I would not. Like the middle aged white woman that I am. Slayer fans are okay. dangerous people. So, be careful. Are they really? Um, I think they're probably far nicer than you're giving them credit they're for. Terrifying. Uh, <laughs> are we talking about Slayer? Yeah. Slayer. Yeah, we're talking about I like because yeah, you had to step away for a minute, yeah. but like the big four, right? We always talk about like big four, the Mount Rushmore of of different music genres. And I think Slayer. We, Slayer. You got you gotta say yeah. like that, Amanda. Slayer. No, no, no. Slayer. That's Slayer. Come on, Amanda. I come on. To a lot of Slayer. Um Hang on, Blake. We gotta get this right. You gotta say Slayer. Yeah, there must be a guttural yeah. low. In kind there. of like guar, you know, guar. It's okay. <laughs> we'll try next so, time. Sorry, I'm <laughs> just I'm just a mom. It's okay. It's okay. It's a mom, it's a mom thing. Mom. Right, yeah. <laughs> um, so when we talk about the big, like, the big four of different music genres, I think when we get to emo, Paramore, in my opinion, if I have my own Mount Rushmore of emo music, I'd say it's probably My Chemical Romance, Fall Out Boy, um, Panic at the Disco, and then like Paramore. I think those four bands did right so now. much for okay. that type of music, and I that's think a, that that's that a good was four. a big push, that's right? Really yeah, like four, that is yeah. to me that is the Mount Rushmore of emo. Mm-hmm. Um, but Paramore has definitely shown that they are more than just an emo band um, with their more recent uh, albums that they've put out, and they've kind of gone into like this funk direction and honestly i didn't like it at first but it has grown on me um i can appreciate what that band has uh evolved into um the growth that's there uh you 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 honestly cannot box yourself in to one genre i think it i think it at some point it is important to kind of get experimental with some things because i mean if you if you plan on boxing yourself in then you might as well just like stop making music at some point right but a lot of people don't want to do that uh, they they want to continue, and they they obviously like making music together. Um, these three that the the core three that are still in Paramore, obviously they click um, because they you know some of them were there from the beginning, and some of them you know it's just it's it's cool to see how they've evolved because the three um, you know when we talk about them in a second, like they've just always kind of been there, but they they mesh really well together. They make good music together, and despite how it sounds is still Paramore. And when you go see them live, they're going to play misery business. They're going to play all the old stuff because they know you're there to hear it. Um, but we can appreciate the newer stuff too. So with that being said, and, and hopefully think- my dog doesn't bark looking at you. I'm looking at you. Is that Lucy or Hank? It's Lucy. Okay. So yeah. if she'll keep her mouth shut long yeah. enough, yeah, Hank seems to be the, uh, notes that I have. Yeah, I've been uh, <laughs> All right, so Paramore, 
uh, is an American rock band from Franklin, Tennessee, formed in 2004. The band currently consists of lead vocalist Haley Williams, uh, guitarist Taylor York, and drummer Zach Farrow. Williams and Farrow are founding members of the group, while York, a high school friend from the original lineup, uh, joined in 2007. The band was formerly signed to Fueled by Ramen, a subsidiary of Atlantic Records, both owned by Warner Music Group. Williams was separately signed to Atlantic as she was scouted whenever she was a teenager, uh, and then they were uh, only on the label to let her, her stay in the band instead of going solo, but Atlantic said that the rest of the band had to sign to Fueled by Ramen. That's weird. Uh, mm-hmm. She is also the only member to appear on all six of Paramore studio albums. Wait, wait, wait. Is that Fueled by Ramen Noodles? Yes. Okay. Yes. So okay, at, like, okay, so well. Back then, and, and again, when we talk about the big four of emo, uh, everyone was signed to Fueled by Ramen. All those bands were, were a part of that at some point. Um, it was it did a lot for that genre, that subgenre of rock, and uh, a lot of great bands came from that. Um, I don't. Oh, so that was that's had, a record company. I thought it was yeah. ramen noodles, like the food. No, no, no. no. Like yeah, that is the record by... company. Called uh, okay. yes, okay. They're called yeah. fueled by ramen, which makes sense because uh, some some bands are are, are actually literally all they fueled ate. by ramen yeah. noodles. All you can afford to eat yeah. go top ramen. There yep. you go. I love ramen, man. <laughs> yes. No longer ten for a dollar, like when I was in college. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Blake. I'm sorry. I'm, I just had oh, to you're get good, that. Oh, you're good. You're good. So the group released its debut album, "All We Know Is Falling," in 2005, with the album reaching number four on the UK <laughs> rock chart in 2009. That's weird. It took a little bit, but they got there. Um, and the number and number thirty on Billboard's Heat Seekers chart in 2006. Uh, the band's second album, "Riot," was released in 2007. Thanks to Thanks to the success of the singles, Misery Business, Crush, 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 and That's What You Get, Riot was a mainstream success and was certified platinum in the United States by the Recording Industry Association of America, or the RIAA. We talk about them a lot. Um, Paramore then received a Best New Artist nomination at the 2008 Grammy Awards. Uh, Their 2009 follow-up, Brand New Eyes, is the band's second highest charting album to date, landing at number two on the Billboard 200 with 175,000 uh, first week in sales. Uh, it produced the t- top 40 single, The Only Exception, well, it's a good song, uh, and went platinum in Ireland and in the UK, as well as gold in the US, uh, excuse me, the US, Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Following the departure of Josh and Zach Farrow in 2010, the band released their self-titled fourth album in 2013, uh, and it gave the band their first number one on the US Billboard 200, and was also the number one album in the United Kingdom, Ireland, Australia, New Zealand, Brazil, Argentina, and in Mexico. Mexico! Um, it included the single Still Into You and Ain't It Fun, with the latter winning the Grammy Award for Best Rock Song for Williams and York as songwriters, making it Paramore's first Grammy Award win. Uh, the band's lineup has since changed uh, again after this album cycle, with bassist Jeremy Davis leaving the band near the end of 2015 and former drummer Zach Farrow rejoining in 2017. Their fifth and sixth studio albums, After Laughter and This Is Why, were released in May of 2017 uh, and February of 2023, respectively, to critical acclaim. Ain't It so, Fun yeah. is such a great song for me. That's, that's, that's my favorite song of Paramore. Um, yeah. Yeah. And that's a son, such a fun <laughs> video to watch, too, because I think they broke like like a lot of records you know, during that, during that video, right? Yeah. Yeah. Because it I says... Think- because it says like uh, record broken or something. Because they've smashed like fifty thousand records and that, that is just, that what's on in the, yeah. I think so. I think uh, that's, 
Yeah, that, yep. Yep. I, I can't tell. I can't tell. That's if that, too funny. Yeah, yep, that's ain't fun right there. How about that? I, Perfect. Because I remember that video vividly because it always played <laughs> yeah. when I worked at David Buster's. Always. Yeah. Like, I used it's to a good song. My heart it's a good song. Yeah. It's a good video. Yeah. Um, I think Paramore has always done such a great job of kind of not only making great music, but like just a great, I've never seen them live, but I've seen a lot of videos of, of them and they put on a great show. Haley Williams is a great like lead singer. She's she puts on like, I think if you, if you were to, I also like to do this with a lot of modern bands, compare them to an older band that someone who maybe doesn't know Paramore, but like if you were to compare them to someone older, then maybe they would be like, Oh, okay. That makes sense. That might actually be appealing to me. I think that Paramore is a modern day Blondie, and I, I will die on that hill. Mm. I think everything that Blondie did, think about this too. Blondie started out as a punk band. They were heavily associated <laughs> with the punk rock music scene when they first got started. And then something like Heart of Glass comes out, right? And it sounds more like a disco kind of thing. So it's kind of like that was their crossover song. And then everything yeah. that Debbie Harry did with her style, with her stage presence, with the way that she sang, which is so like, in, in it just I don't know just it, it it caught your eye it sucked you in and then you were hooked from there on at that that is how Paramore has been right you start out as an emo band you got your recognition as a emo band I mean they had on their first album there's a song that has double bass and screaming in the background like that is that is where they were at and now they're doing things like ain't it fun and this is why and that that crossover and a lot of that has to do with Haley Williams and her stage presence it, it just it sucks you in and I love it love every bit of it. Does this go into why the some band members left, came back? Left, we're going to get oh, into that. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Because okay. I'm wondering why. Honestly, you know? some of it makes sense, okay. and we'll get into that. Okay. Um, but but why don't we start at the beginning? So in 2002, at age 13, she she was 13 years old. Vocalist Haley Williams moved from her hometown in Meridian, Mississippi, to Franklin, Tennessee, where she met uh, the brothers Josh Farrow and Zach Farrow at a weekly supplemental program for homeschooled students. Uh, shortly after arriving, she began taking vocal lessons with Brett Manning. Uh, prior to forming Paramore, Williams and bassist uh, Jeremy Davis, along with friend Kimmy Reed, uh, took part in a funk cover band called The Factory, while Josh and Zach Farrow had practiced together after school. Uh, the former, or excuse me, the other members of what was soon to be Paramore had been, quote, edgy about the whole female thing. <laughs> Of having Williams as a vocalist, but because they were good friends, she started writing for them. Um, so you see a lot of that too. Like that, un I hate to say it, but unfortunately, I feel like that has also been like turned into a gimmick. Like, you know, like, hey, we have a female, like they go out intentionally seeking a female vocalist because it is, it's because you stand out with a female vocalist. And I don't think that that's right. I think if you just write good music and she happens to be a female vocalist or she happens to be a female bassist or whatever, yeah. like then so be it. But I think a lot of people intentionally are like, we don't want a male vocalist. We want a female vocalist because they stand out. I don't know. It makes me feel weird. There's something, but there's something to be said for that because mm -hmm. there are so few female vocalists. I mean, sure. go back to like the, the pop punk or emo yeah. or whatever, like how many female vocalists, Mm -hmm. are there in those bands. Right. So tell me, besides Paramore. And a female vocalist is more appealing to the ear, in my opinion. It, that um, that is, is true. You know, it's mm -hmm. a softer, 
more pretty like voice and and when it's put over like aggressive music i think that also kind of kind of draws me in like spirit box like mm. spirit box yeah oh they're, oh yeah. they're spectacular spirit, right. yeah right she's got a beautiful voice she can scream she, like crazy uh over yeah, the but then she goes into yeah uh, just um and i like seeing her live like y'all yeah got yeah. to you have to it's amazing oh, I, would to. I would absolutely love to see spirit box yep Sure. Are we would absolutely love to get them on the show. So if yeah, anybody knows them, that'd be fun. Tell them to go on, <laughs> or I'll give you to your PR. I don't know. But I also think that with a female singer, that sometimes that means you bring in some of the female listeners. Sure. Yeah. Right? Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Definitely. Because they want some, you know, something that they can sing along to. That's right. they feel connected. It might be inspired. Right. It's like if she can do that, I know I can. I can so, do that. Yeah. True. Yeah. I like that, that. Yeah. Yeah. So William said of the members, whenever she first met them, they were the first people I met who were as passionate about music as I was. Um, So Williams was originally signed to Atlantic records as a solo artist in 2003. Uh, She had been introduced to Atlantic A&R Tom, uh, Tom storms um, by Kent Marcus and Jim Zumwait Um, lawyers of managers, uh, David, uh, Dave Stuenbrink and Richard Williams, and then eventually signed to Atlantic by Jason Flom. Uh, Stoon, Stoonbrink. I'm saying that so wrong. St- hey, I need Stoonbrink. Bear me one. Stoonbrink. Yes. Okay. Yeah. S T E U E B R I N K. For people, can we just can... like pause for a second and note that Williams was 14. Yes, 13. When 14, she was signed, like right. Yeah, that's like let's just for yeah. a moment like how, how insane that she was. How insane young. is that? You know. Because okay. I have like I have a fourteen year old and a sixteen year old, and like the thought yeah. of them being signed, I mean, like just that's that's early, that's young, that's a lot that's of pressure. Very too. Right. and yeah. also shows the level of talent she has. Thing. Yeah, exactly. absolutely. Exactly. But as we will see as we go on, this is a very this is a recurring theme uh, for why a lot of band members there have been such there's been such a heavy rotation of band members in Paramore. Uh, because of things like this. So stay tuned for that. Um, so, uh, so yeah, so let's see. Uh, Stoonbrink, Stoon, Stoon, Stoonbrink, sure. And Richard Williams had originally discovered and signed her to a production deal uh, that was later brought, uh, bought out by Atlantic. Uh, the original plan for the label was to turn her into a pop singer, but Williams resisted, saying that she wanted to play alternative rock, uh, rock music with a band. Um, in an interview with Hit Quarters, the band's A&R in, uh, at Atlantic, Steve Robertson said she wanted to make sure that we didn't look at her uh, as some straight, straight to top 40 pop princess. Uh, she wanted to make sure that she and her band got the chance to show uh, what they could do as a rock band writing their own songs. Uh, label president Julie Greenwald and the label staff decided to go with her wishes. Uh, the original management team for the band was Dave Stoonbrink, uh, Creed manager, uh, Jeff Hansen and Hansen's assistant Creed. Mark Mercado. Um, so yeah, the band was originally formed by Josh Farrow, uh, who played lead guitar and, and uh, backing vocals. Zach Farrow, his brother, who played drums. Um, Jeremy Davis, who played bass, uh, and Haley Williams on lead vocals. Uh, and originally that was in 2004. Um, with the later addition of Williams' neighbor Jason Bynum um, on the rhythm guitar. When Davis showed up. He was stunned to find out that the drummer was only 14 years old. Um, he admitted 
Uh, he admitted this and said, I had very, very, very little faith in everyone in the band because of their age. I remember thinking this is not going to work because this kid is way too young. Uh, but that first day of practice was amazing. I knew we were on to something. So according to Williams, the name Paramore came from the maiden name of the mother of one of their first bass players. Uh, once the group le uh, learned the meaning of the homophone uh, Paramore or secret lover, they decided to adopt the name using the Paramore spelling. Um, so Paramore, you know, the secret lover is P-A-R-A-M-O-U-R. They decided to go with P-A-R-A-M-O-R-E. Um, there you go. Yeah. So Paramore was originally supposed to release their music on Atlantic Records, but the label's marketing department decided it would be better for the image of the band to not have them attached to a major label. Instead, they released their music through the niche label, <laughs> fueled by ramen. Ramen uh, noodles. <laughs> uh, Lior Cohen, the head of Warner Music Group, had already identified Fueled by Ramen as a label that they should partner with. It was decided the rock label would make an ideal match for Paramore, uh, according to Robertson, when the band was presented to Fuel by Ramen CEO John Janik, um, quote, he got the vision of the band immediately. So Janik went to a Taste of Chaos performance. You remember Taste of Chaos? It was mm. like the Winter Warp Tour. No, um, I don't. Oh, man, I wanted to go to Taste of, of Chaos so bad, I never got the chance. See, there's, a, there's a lot of these tours, and yeah. I, 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 I just can't keep Taste of Chaos, them, man. man. It, was, it, was, it, was, it was labeled as the Winter Warp Tour. Okay. Uh, so, uh, yeah. So he understood. Went, yeah. 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 So, uh, so Janik went to a Taste of Chaos performance in Orlando, Florida, to see the band perform live. Uh, in April 2005, after a smaller private performance at a warehouse, the band was signed to Atlantic Records and Fueled by Ramen. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of where we're at so far. So we're doing this, we're doing this whole, oh, like Haley Williams. Yes. Go ahead. Timestamp this. I'm going to, I'm going to get okay. back to that. Okay. I'm going to get back. To okay. That. So Haley Williams started out as a solo project, right? So they, their idea was to kind of turn her into this pop singer. They knew she had talent at such a young age. I'm sure that at that time, so we're talking 2003, 2004, Avril Lavigne is huge. Like that is that is their idea. Avril Lavigne has made it as this edgy pop punk princess, and we're we we need more of that. Um, yes. And Haley Williams was probably who they had their idea, uh, who ha they had their sights on for t for you know churning out another Avril Lavigne situation. Mm -hmm. And I respect her for being like, nope, I got a band. I want to make it with the band. It is not about me. It is about my the music that I make with these guys. And I'm excited to to show the world what we can do. So mad props, huge respect to Haley Williams for that. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I, I mean, it makes sense, you know. Yep, yes, yeah, that's right. Hell yeah. I, I I I don't have anything to say. That's that's awesome. Yeah. There we go. Yeah. All right. So the band's first song uh, was written together uh, that they wrote together was "Conspiracy," which was later used on their debut album. Um, at this time, they were touring the Southeast, usually being driven by William's parents. Um, she commented that, quote, back then, I guess we were all thinking, after school, we'll go to the house and we'll practice. Um, it was what we loved to do for fun, and we still do. I don't think any of us really knew that this would turn out to be what it has become. So, um, Conspiracy is a great song. Uh, it's, it's, it's a great one on that first album. I'm glad that they kept it. A lot of times, like, the first song that you write doesn't end up on the album because you write, like, 12 songs that are better. And you're like, ah, oh, we're kind of embarrassed by that first song. But I'm glad they, they kept it. Like, yeah. I don't know. It feels like a, a, it's a piece of history that is now got a little stamp in there. So, 
Um, all right, now we are getting to the explosion. Of, I don't want to say explosion. We're not exploding just yet. But the introduction to 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 Paramore. This is when I discovered Paramore was with this album. Um, so Paramore traveled back to Orlando, Florida, but shortly after arriving, Jeremy Davis left the band, uh, citing personal reasons. The remaining four members of Paramore continued with the album, writing "All We Know About His Departure," and later decided to base "All We Know Is Falling." Around the concept. Okay, pause right there. So uh-huh. there, there was a bassist, singer, guitarist, drummer, correct? Right. Now there's singer, guitarist, drummer without the bassist. Now. Right. Okay. I just want to make that clear for me because I got a little bit confused there because I knew, I, I didn't know that they started out with a bassist because all I saw now was. With that one, you know. Uh-huh. Yeah, okay. Right. Okay. All right. Yeah. So the album artwork also reflected Paramore's grief. As Haley Williams explains, the couch on the cover of All We Know Is Falling, uh, with no one out there in the shadow walking away, it's all about Jeremy leaving us and us feeling like there's an empty space. Um, before touring, the band added John Hembry on bass to their lineup to replace Davis. Um, and during that summer, Paramore was featured on the Shira Girl stage of the 2005 Warp Tour. Um, after being asked by the band, Jeremy Davis returned to Paramore after five months apart, replacing Hembry. Uh, All We Know Is Falling was released on July 26, 2005, and reached number three on Billboard's Heat Seekers chart. 30. Uh, Par- yeah, it's a good song. He's uh, three. All the songs from that album, like, oh man, like, especially this one. Paramore released Pressure as its first single with a video directed by Shane Drake. But the song failed to chart, and I don't know why. It's a great song. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, vi- the video featured the band performing in a warehouse, eventually getting sprayed with water sprinklers as the storyline of a conflicted couple um, occurs. In July, another great song, Emergency, was released as the second single. Uh, the video, again, reuniting the band with director Shane Drake and featuring Hunter Lamb um, on rhythm guitar, who replaced Jason Bynum in December of 2005. Video for Emergency showcased Paramore in another performance, this time fixing the members' bloody uh, costumes. Um, the third single, All We Know, was released with uh, limited airtime and the video consisting uh, of a collection of live performances and backstage footage. Um, and before we move on, Paramore's uh, video for Pressure and Emergency, James, we were talking before we started recording, but Stephen's Untitled Rock Show. Yeah. Um Used, that was where I discovered Paramore. Oh, okay. was on there, yeah. Because they nice. used to play those two music videos yeah. all the time. Nice. Um, so good. Uh, okay, so after the band's success, All We Know Is Falling and Pressure were certified gold by the RIAA. In January of 2006, the band took part in the Winter Go West tour, where they played alongside Seattle bands, Amber Pacific, uh, great, great old emo pop-punk band, um, and The Lashes, not familiar with them. Uh, in February, Haley Williams was featured on Keep Dreaming Upside Down by October Fall. Uh, the, in the spring of 2006, Paramore was an opening act on tours for both Bayside, great band, and Rocket, The Rocket Summer. Uh, the band then covered Foo Fighters' My Hero uh, for the Sound of Superman soundtrack, right? Yeah, yeah great amazing song. song, dude. Yeah, I love that one. Yeah, heck yeah. yeah. Um, so during the summer of 2006, Paramore played a portion of Warp Tour, primarily on the Volcom and Hurley stages. Uh, during the band's time at Warp Tour, they released the Summer Tick EP, which was sold exclusively during the tour. Uh, Paramore's first U.S. headlining tour began in August, on a, excuse me, on August second of two thousand six, to a sold-out audience, 
with support from this Providence, cute is what we aim for, and hit the lights. Now, I, I got to stop right there. Hit the lights <laughs> was a gem of a band. And so many people, like, they were under the radar, and I hate it. I don't understand it. They it's were late. such a great band. I wish they would have been bigger, but... I never heard of oh. that band before. I, oh, I, 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 so I, I, I know the song Hit the Lights by Metallica. By Metallica, but, which is where not, they got their name. Oh, right? but yeah, but not yeah. the band Hit the Lights, so I need, I need to look that up. Great, yeah. like, emo, pop punk. It okay. was just chef's kiss for that area. It sounds like 2006. Well, yeah, so. yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Um, so that year they were voted for best new band and Haley Williams was voted as uh, number two sexiest female, which makes me uncomfortable because she was like, yeah, 15. I was just, no, she was 18 in okay. 2000. Yeah. 2000, I just looked, okay. But, but her birthday is December. So if just 17, 18, again, I, yeah, I saw that and I was like, like right I had line. some icky feelings right. about it. Yeah. But yeah, that makes okay. me uncomfortable. Right. Uh, so she's beautiful. I'm not, but oh, like, yes, absolutely. Not, she's a beautiful, beautiful person. So um, who? Wait, wait, wait. So who ranked her that? Kerrang oh. magazine. Kerrang. Okay. I don't know if yeah. it's run by. Parma, it's Parma a British Ray. magazine. I don't mean not that that matters. I no, just, but I'm just saying that. Yeah, that is kind of <laughs> British people are gross. Um, no, they're not. <laughs> we love you. There's British. some great bands that have come yeah. out of Britain. Sure. Like, at Beatles. Absolutely. Yeah. The it, darkness. David Bowie is British too, right? Or is he, he is. American? Okay, yeah, yeah. He's British. Oh yeah, because they wrote this song called uh, "I'm My Freedom Americans." So go. that makes sense. <laughs> that makes sense. Well, that makes sense. That's a good song, though. That's a great song. I, so I, yeah, she's yeah. voted number two in sexiest female by readers of the British magazine Kerrang. Uh, in 2007, Lamb left the group to get married, and Paramore continued onward as a quartet. Uh, Paramore was then named by British magazine NME as one of the 10 bands to watch out for in New Noise of 2007, in their New Noise of 2007 feature. And boy, were they right. So Paramore was featured uh, in Kerrang! once more. Excuse me, once more. However, Haley Williams believed that the article was an untrue portrayal of the band, particularly because it focused on her as the main component. Afterwards, Williams addressed the issue in the band's live journal with a post saying, quote, we could have done without a cover piece. Sorry if it offends anyone at Kerrang, but I don't think that there was one bit of truth in that article. Whoa. Whoa. That <laughs> is... That's, wow. That's a big word. It's yeah. big words, man. Uh, in April, Haley Williams' vocals were featured in... The, oh, God. I love this. Okay. Mm. I forgot about this. In April, Haley Williams' vocals were featured in Then Came to Kill by The Chariot. I'm going to stop right there. First show I ever went to, New Brooklyn Tavern. I was in high school. It's like my senior year of high school. Um, Norma Jean uh, was the headliner. Um, the Chariot was one of the opening bands. And the singer for The Chariot used to be the original lead singer for Norma Jean. So really? my first show, yes. So wow. I went to New Brooklyn to see The Chariot and Norma Jean. Norma Jean then decided when it was their time to come out that they had made a last minute decision to play their first album in its entirety. Um, it's called Bless the Martyr uh, or uh, the, yeah, Bless the, Bless the Martyr. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's the one that had the singer for the chariot. He did all the vocals on. Right. So they played that album in full with their biggest song. They brought him back out to do the song and they like did a duet. Um, so, 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 I, cool. so I guess the lead singer left the left Norma without any 
issues because I mean, no, they were still friends. Oh, he yeah, just was okay. like, okay, yeah, he was like, this, this is not separate. You know, I'm, I'm, okay, yeah, which right. is always always great. I love that, you know. And he left for uh, religious reasons. Well, yeah, reason yeah, was yeah. his thing. Um, yeah. He wanted to take it more in that in that type of direction, um, which he did with a lot of earlier chariot stuff, but. So, um, yeah, so the chariot put out this album and I remember there is, there's a song that features Haley Williams. And I was like, this is so good. And it like doesn't fit, but it does anyway. It's I'll have to send it that to you guys later. So you can hear what I'm talking about. Yeah. Um, and this is, bef- this is before they blew up. Like this is, this is still okay. before. Riot. Yeah. Um, so they headlined the tour in April, uh, through May of 2007 with this Providence, the almost, which for those of you who don't know, it's a drummer for Under Oath. It was his, uh, that was his side project. It was basically his version of the Foo Fighters, where he led the, he sang, he went from playing drums Everything, in one yeah. band. Yeah. Now he's singing, playing guitar. One man almost. band. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, his name is Aaron Gillespie. That name will come back up. Remember his name. Um, in a band called Love Arcade. Uh, the Almost and Love Arcade were replaced by Quiet Drive for the second half of the tour. Nice. Okay. So now we have gotten through all we know is falling. Paramore has their foot in the door to this music scene. They are starting to come up. People know who, who Paramore are. Uh, they know who Haley Williams is. Um, and how can you not? She's this small little like redheaded uh, powerhouse of a vocalist um, with a great band and really, really getting their name out there. But <laughs> strap in because they're about to explode. Um, all right, so now we're going to talk about Riot. So before uh, work began on the band's next album, Davis was expelled from the band. Dude, okay, this poor guy. He has been in and out of Paramore like three times. So uh, Jeremy Davis was expelled from the band due to his, quote, lack of work ethic and participation in things that Zach, Haley, and I didn't agree with, according to Josh Farah. Um, after an agreement involving the remaining three members, Davis was reinstated in the band, uh, as the bassist and Taylor York, um, who is now in the band for good, uh, became the band's new guitarist. So that's when he decided to show up. So York had been in a band with the Farrow brothers before the two met Williams. Um, and it's really, it's really funny because <clears throat> not that long ago, uh, on the official Paramore Instagram, they posted a photo of Haley Williams, Zach Farrow, who plays drums and Taylor York, because they all went to high school together. So it was like a picture of the three of them in high school and like they all look incredibly awkward and it's like, <laughs> but it was, it was cute. I don't know. Um, so been a long time fan or long time friend, but now officially in the band. Um, and after being courted by producers, Neil Averin and Howard Benson, Paramore opted to record the album with producer David Bendeth uh, in New Jersey, who had previously worked with your Vegas and breaking Benjamin. Hey, right. I love it. Interesting. That's interesting. Okay. So the album titled riot was released on June 12th, 2007, entering the billboard 200 at number 20 and the UK charts at number 24. The album sold 44,000 units in its first week in the United States. Uh, The name riot had been chosen because it meant a sudden outburst of uncontrolled emotion. Um, And it was a word that summed it all up. Uh, Misery Business was released as the first single from the album. Uh, according to when, dis- uh, to when discussing what Misery Business was about, Williams stated, quote, When I was 13 or 14, I had a crush on Josh. He didn't like me back, Williams said. <laughs> what? Um, <he> would- <laughs> Jeez, all right. 
His loss. Um, <laughs> right. His loss. That's what I was thinking. I'm like, damn, man. Come on now. Oh, man. Um, so he would go to hang out with his, his girlfriend, who I wrote Misery Business about because I was a dick. <laughs> right. Well, I mean, if he, yeah. I mean, come on now, Josh. Damn, man. Well, this is like a Fleetwood Mac situation where they're right. all writing songs about each other. Yeah. Uh, and yeah. now that person has to play the song, and you're like, hey, yeah, yeah, that's got to be some kind of. Um, so <laughs> in the summer of 2007, Paramore participated in their third warp tour, um, and they posted journals of their experiences on your here blog, uh, for MTV on October 11th, 2007. I feel like I need to go back to misery business for a second because yeah, that, do, there was yeah. so much more to that song than what that little paragraph talked about. That yeah. song was everywhere and it's still everywhere. Yeah. I mean, that is one of my, like in the gym workout, like pump me up songs. Yeah. It's just, it's a great, great song. Absolutely. Yeah. It's a really great hype song. And then, you know, later on, um, oh. uh, Olivia Rodrigo, right? We're all familiar with her? Yes. Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she yeah. had a, a song, uh, Good For You. Do, do you guys remember that one? Good. Um, I think so. it's, it's, yeah. it's relatively new. It's not off her newest album. It was the one before. But a lot of people gave her crap because they were like, this sounds like misery business. Even to, Even down to... The lyrics were very like misery business esque, like, and it sounded similar, but there was no hard feelings. There was no lawsuits or anything like that. In fact, um, Paramore were they were playing a show and they actually brought Olivia Rodrigo on stage to, per, or maybe it was the other way around. Mm. E- either way, either way, stage together and they did a mashup of "Good for You" and "Misery Business." Um, I love I love a good mashup. I do too. And so it's not like, Hey, you ripped that song off from me. It was more like an embracing of like, yes, the song was inspired by misery business, but it's not misery business. So can I say something about uh, Taylor sure. York? Okay. Yeah. So, yeah. okay. So we just learned that Taylor York is, came, uh, out of the blue for this record, right? How weird is right. it to, to get on the record and, and it blew up like almost right away. Yeah, it's I mean, that's like overnight kind of, success. Yeah. And I, I, I he was like, oh my God, this was great. <laughs> yeah. right. you know, I don't yeah. know how I would take that, you know? Yeah. Second he comes in. Yeah. Like that's mm. the album that blows up. Like right. he hasn't been right. there from the beginning, but he was friends with them. So he right. was like yeah. at least yeah. in the scene. Right. So, um, but yeah, so a lot of great songs on Riot though, especially this next one, October 11th of 2007. Music video for Crush, Crush, Crush debuted on the United States television uh, as a single, the next single from Riot. Um, the video for Crush, Crush, Crush featured the band playing in a uh, performance in a barren desert, being spied upon, and later destroying their equipment. It's a great music video. Um, uh, the single was released in the United States on November 19th and made available in the United Kingdom on November 12th, 2007. Um, Haley Williams recorded guest vocals for the tracks The Church Channel and plea for the Say Anything album uh, in defense of the genre. It's a great album, too. Um, I, but I did not know that she did guest vocals on that. Um, released on October 23rd, 2007. Uh, the group performed live in an acoustic style in Boston on November 29th, 2007 for FNX Radio. Uh, and on December 31st, uh, 2007, Paramore, <clears throat> excuse me, Paramore performed on the MTV New Year's Eve program, which ran from 1130 to 1 a.m. I always love those like old school like MTV New Year's Eve like there's been so many great 
iconic um, performances that have been done. Blink-182, Foo Fighters, you name it. Right. Um, all good stuff. Um, all right, so before... Oh, uh, fun fact. So Crush, Crush, Crush. There is a YouTube uh, parody of that written by myself and our oh. good friend Travis Curry. Um, yeah, you, you know that. Oh, did you, Amanda? Oh, I did not. Blake's <clears throat> part of a band called... Oh, was holy was moly. holy moly? Yes, because I because I teased you and then and this is holy moly donut shop. But yeah, um, him and Travis, um, which one? I forgot. Curry. Um, Curry. Curry, Curry had Curry. a band called Holy Moly, and they used to do yep. like covers and and we did, we did a lot and, of parodies. And their videos are on YouTube, and I got to find them for you. They're, are. they're great. Send you this. They're great. So we did uh we did a a parody of Crush Crush Crush. We called it Blush Blush Blush, um, and it was about. Mm trying to entice people to become Avon representatives. So don't do um, that. I'll shoot. <laughs> <Sure>. <laughs> guys later. Yeah. Uh, and uh, maybe on like. the next episode, we can right. play a clip of it or yeah, something. Right. Yeah. Um, so, <laughs> so uh, anyway, before work began on the band's next album, Davis was expelled from the band again. Oh no, hold on. I'm going back. I was going to say, holy crap, this dude. All right. Sorry. <laughs> I, lost <the> spot. Um, <laughs> I would not be surprised though. Um, Okay, so okay, now we're on to brand new eyes. Okay, this is a great, great, great album. Can't talk about it enough. I feel like it doesn't get it as much credit as it should, but brand new eyes, and also this is where the Farrah brothers uh, depart, sadly. So um, in September of 2008, Williams announced that the band were planning on releasing their third studio album in the summer of 2009. Um, on November 18th of 2018, the band announced that they were in the process of writing their next album. Pyramore sent, uh, spent six weeks in pre-production at Emacs Studios in their hometown of Franklin, uh, the first time that they had undergone pre-production without the guidance of a producer. Uh, the band was visited by the record producer Rob Cavallo, um, who reassured the band that they were right on track. The band subsequently felt that the album and that their new material had the potential to surpass the success uh, of their previous work. The band originally planned to record in Nashville, but ended up recording in Calabasas, California with Cavallo in March of 2009. So the first single from the album was Ignorance. Uh, it was related, later released uh, in, excuse me, on July 7th of 2009. Uh, the Paramore were the, with this <laughs> Paramore was a special guest with Bedouin sound. Bedouin. 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 Bedouin sound clash. What is that? Aren't they like the um? They're uh, what is the nomadic people from? Ah, I, I, I. Yeah, okay, okay, okay. Canadian band uh, based in Toronto, consistent vocalist Jay Malinsky. Okay, um, their sound has been described as a combination of reggae and ska. So that sounds like something that's right. Yeah. Okay. But yeah, so. Bedouin, Bedouin people are stateless people. So they're nomadic. They are just their own like entity. Yeah. So that's kind of oh, an interesting, cool. you know. Nice. Nice. Yeah. Okay. So special guest with Bedouin Sound Clash, The Sounds, and Janelle Monet, which if I'm not mistaken, I think that's the, the uh, she's featured on that fun song. Um, uh, tonight uh, is that is that who I think that's who that is. Um, uh, so yeah, Janelle Monae at the No Doubt Summer Tour 2009, 
starting in May of 2009 in outdoor amphitheaters and arenas across the U.S. and Canada. The official music video for Ignorance uh, aired on all MTV platforms, networks, and websites on August 13, 2009. Paramore, along with Paper Route and The Swellers, uh, toured in support of Brand New Eyes in the fall of 2009. Some tour dates were postponed due to Haley Williams, Haley Williams becoming infected with laryngitis. No! Um, which is like the worst thing you can get as a vocalist, right? <clears throat> so, uh, and then Brick by Boring Brick, great song. The only exception, um, another great song. Careful, another great song. And Playing God, oh my God. these. The, I mean, Randy. Well, Blake, Blake, Blake's just album. a fan, y'all, okay? Yeah, we, this, we got this, <laughs> this might be my favorite album. This so is, were there, is there a bad song in this nope. album? Nope. Nope. Sure ain't. Uh, so it's a, a lot it's of great a, it's on a, that one. It's it's a non-skippable record. It's a non-skip. That is definitely a non-skip non album for I sure. I do love those albums where yes. you can just yeah. hit Brand play and not. It's a non-skip album. Um. So yeah, those were the 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 album's following singles. To promote the album, the band recorded a a performance for MTV Unplugged. Do you remember that? Oh uh, yes, I, I remember Unplugged, you know, but I don't remember seeing. This I don't one. remember their Unplugged. Right. But I Let do me tell you that to this day. Nirvana's Unplugged might be my favorite oh, yeah. performance of all time. Heck yeah. And like, just amazing. Okay, Ooh. so let's see. We had Nirvana, Alice in Chains. Pearl Jam's Unplugged. Pearl Jam. Really Pearl Jam. Yeah. They, they did the Kiss one. Special Kiss for did Kiss. Unplugged. That was where they didn't have any makeup. Right. And the first time freaked everybody out. What was there four Unplugged? <clears throat> oh, there's a lot of Unplugged. Oh, okay. Um, there was a lot of, of Eric Clapton, Mariah Carey. Yeah, really. Yeah. Yeah. Cool That's stuff. Wow, there was a yeah. Kind of weird. I think um, I think I need to go back and on on YouTube and look up just the word unplugged. Yeah. And you you can go down watch. an unplugged rabbit hole. Yeah. Nice. Oh yeah. Oh my I, gosh. No, there's like yeah. ten thousand maniacs. Yes, yeah. yeah, so I, yeah, I do Eagles, remember that. Bob yeah. Dylan. Right. Yeah. Oh my yes. Yeah, That's so what many. I'll do today instead Soul? of cleaning my house. Yep. I can just and it's like storytellers, yeah. right? So VH1 had storytellers, MTV had unplugged, but they like talk between the songs and they kind of yeah. talk about the song or whatever. Yeah. It's cool. Love that stuff. They should bring that back. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, we, really, yeah. we should bring that back when we get. We bigger. should. We yeah. should. We should start a petition. Yeah. There you go. Uh, and they'll listen. Yeah. Yeah. Because we're Paramore then play a sold out show. Uh, or a sold out 15 date European tour with you, me at six paper route and not now, excuse me. Now, now every children, uh, their stadium tour culminated at London's Wembley arena to an audience of 12,500 people. Uh, the band performed in 2010, uh, in the Australian Soundwave festival alongside uh, bands such as faith. No more. Come on. Come on. Yes. yes. Faith. No more. AFI. You me at six all time low a day to remember. And taking Jesus. back Sunday, man. Um, so shortly before the tour, lead guitarist Josh Farrow announced that he was engaged, and that uh, he st he stayed behind to plan his wedding. Uh, Justin York, brother of Taylor York, filled in for the for him on the tour. Uh, the band with Farrow returned, embarked on a spring tour of the U.S. in late April. The band headlined the 2010 Honda Civic Tour. Right? Do we remember those? We've talked about that before. Oh yeah. Um, what a time. Yeah, like you you like <laughs> did the Honda Civic tour and like they would like wrap up. They'd do like this special rap of a Honda Civic for like Fallout Boy and Blink One Eighty Two and all these bands. It was a time. I it mean, was a really good time. Rap. Yeah. Yeah. 
Cars wrap. Yeah. I'm- My Chemical Romance. Like they all had like Honda Civics that had these special wraps on. Now, where those cars are to this day. Let me no see if idea. I can find a picture of those again because those were amazing. You should. They were great. Yeah. See if you can find I'm- Paramore's yeah. Honda Civic wrap. That's cool. <laughs> I just have so many thoughts and opinions and feelings and I don't know. So, it, was, so it was the early 2000s. So, I mean, we did things like that. Well, and this was uh, what? So now the 2010s, yeah. So 2010, I probably don't remember anything because I had um, a one-year-old and a two-year-old. Sure. Or three-year-old. Yeah, she would have been three. So yeah, I gotcha. I don't remember anything except for you know like Dora and the backyard again for you know. Dora's Honda Civic tour. Found it. Evening axe. Cannibal corpse. Um, <laughs> in the backyard again. Cannibal the backyard man. Look, cannibal, cannibal corpse in the backyard sad. again. There you go. We need to do a, a episode of Cannibal Corpse Insulin. Just I love, see, I love see what Amanda is. Especially Corpse Grinder. He's like one of my God, favorite people. God, man, we need him. Okay, so I have yeah, to say yeah. this is not, this is not like as, I have to say it's bad, but that's how I like. Not as cringy as you thought. Go click yes, on the one where they're all they're all posing in front of the car. So there's the yeah. wrap. Okay, that's cool. Yeah. So okay. So so here. Here's okay. a rap where it says Paramore in, in black uh-huh. or something. And then, yeah, and then Blake was laughing at this be, one. So, I don't know why, but like of, I had this image of like their faces on the car. And oh. I was like, no, 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 no. That would have yeah. been cool. Yeah, and then no, this is like, and I, I kind of dig this. I also then, kind of dig the, uh, the Girl Scout right. vibe here. Yeah, she went through yeah, a, a Girl Scout yeah. phase, I guess. Like, there's a lot of old videos and pictures of her, like, wearing like a, uh, like the pin sash right um uh, yeah, right. yeah. there's a thing there's a vibe yeah that's another picture of her live with it on yeah. hey i mean um, the girl scouts yeah. they are right great right. way to yeah, but this learn is all kinds of cool things custom yeah. civic look at that that is cool man i, I, I mean it is I, I, love, like, I love the color i have to orange. say i'm this is way cooler than i was expecting i really like i was expecting like their faces to be on the hood of the car right. <laughs> and i was like yeah. oh i don't know yeah, I don't know, yeah, I, that, I don't know how that would how how that would be as uh, I have order faces on the wrap. I mean, I'd, I'd, I'd drive the, it, drive the. Well, yeah, because you like Paramore, man. Come on now, <laughs> all yeah. right. I'd yeah. wear, yeah. I'd, I'd wear a sash too if I if I could. Yeah, I'm sorry. Can we pause about sashes for a second? My favorite yeah. Halloween costume that I ever had, because I was being lazy this year. I got um, a brown sash, and it said uh, Troop Four Twenty. <laughs> and then the the patches were leaves, if you will. Mm, okay. And cool. uh, yeah, so kind of I like would a, say in, hot brownie. And you window. Cool. It was my laziest and favoriteest. Favoriteest? That's not really a word, but we'll That's it. It's, Usually, That's it's usually it's a work, work work smarter, not harder, and you work smarter, not harder. And you know, and like, it, it was funny. Yeah. And simple, yeah. and simple is better. So I mean, yeah. and. My my ex's costume that year was um, a pair of jeans and a button down shirt, half buttoned down with a Superman t shirt underneath, so you could just nice. barely see yep. Yep. Nice. the Superman. So again, like yeah. lazy and yet very effective costume. But that was your favorite like you one, right? Tried. Yeah, but that was your favorite one of all time, right? It was like yeah. that was a great. Yeah, I didn't have to make costumes. It was easy, just yeah. right. right. But you, yeah. we didn't have a spirit Halloween back then, y'all. So I mean, we had to make do. <laughs> All right, it's like Jesus. Yeah, yeah. spirit Halloween. It's spirit Halloween. Clutch. So, 
Well, after a short United Kingdom tour in November of 2010, the band announced on December 2nd of 2010 that the official dates for a South American tour uh, to take place during February and March of 2011. Uh, the band were set to take a break after their South American tour in 2011 to write for their fourth studio album. Mm. Um, so on December 8th of 2010, a message was released through Paramore.net stating that Josh and Zach Farrow were leaving the band. Want no. Want. Um, yeah, um, the band also confirmed uh, that the scheduled South American tour would still happen. Um, Josh Farrow wrote a statement on the departure of, uh, excuse me, on his blogger, uh, claiming that the band was a, quote, um, a manufactured product of a major label. Oof, mm. here we go. Here's mm. where some, it, it gets kind of, oh, yeah, kind of tense, right? Um, so he accused Haley Williams of being manipulated by her management treating the rest of the group as her solo project um, and claimed that she was the only member of the band who was signed to Atlantic um, while her bandmates were simply quote, riding on the coattails of her dream. Ouch. So wait a minute. So she was, <laughs> so she was only signed and they weren't. So, so they were like so, independent artists. So she was she was signed separately to okay. Atlantic Records. Right. The rest of the band was signed to the subsidiary of Atlantic Records, fueled by the ramen. The yeah, yeah the independent like not as high class, not right. as popular, not as you know well paid label. Mm -hmm. Right. So Haley think, Williams was making more money than the rest of them. Yeah, but I don't know if that's the way to go um, yeah. with what but, you said. But, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Yeah. I mean, I, so I have a couple thoughts here. Yeah, one, yeah. she was the the front, you know, like right. she's the one you she's recognize. The she's yeah. the draw. People really are going to see Haley. And, and she was like, "No, I don't want to be solo. Like, right. you are going to bring these people with me." Right. So, I mean, I guess that was like they said she was manipulated by her management. Mm -hmm. But like, and, I think that's not what she wanted. I think she wanted the band. She did, and she was. She was freaking 14 or 13, right? Yeah, when she signed. Sure. Yeah. Yep. But you don't know anything when you're 13. And here, right. we're in 2010. She's only 22. Yeah. Right. Like, come on, guy. Like. Yeah. Yeah. Give, yeah. give the girl a break. I guess, I guess their emotions became the best of them at that time. You know, it did. Jealousy starts to yeah, kind of seep in, yeah, right? You know, yeah. and you're looking at you're looking at how things work. And then when money is involved, too. That always gets That's super, a big deal. super tricky. Yeah. And there's no doubt about it. She was making more money than the rest of them. Oh yeah, um, big time. So big kind of money too. And, and I'm sure, I'm sure that that does take. I mean, I would, I would also have a hard time if I knew that if we were a band going out on tour as a band, we recorded music as a band, we were doing music videos, making guest appearances on TV shows as a band, all of us together. But knowing one person was making more money than me. Yeah. That would be hard. It would be hard to deal with. Um, so I I don't blame his uh, like hostility, I guess. Like I kind of understand where he's coming from. But at the same time, she tried her best to fight for the band. She right. tried her best to include <clears throat> all of them. And you're right. She's 14 years old when she's making these deals. She's not reading the paperwork. No. I'm sure her dad <laughs> was, I mean. And her dad's yeah. like, money, you're being taken care of. Right. Yeah. Like her dad's the one re said. reading through the thing. He might have called a lawyer and be like, hey, read through this. What, is it, what does it sound like? Yeah. And if the, the lawyer or her dad realizes, oh, she'll get paid more, 
because she's technically the one signed to Atlantic. The rest of the band's not signed to them. They're only on Fueled by Ramen, so they're not making as much money. Right. Well, that's more money in his pocket, too, because I'm sure yeah. he's getting paid for his yeah, contributions yeah. and being right. part of what made Paramore Paramore, well, you know? And, like, I'll be honest, as a parent, if it benefits my child, and... Yeah. Like, in, in this case, like, I mean, yes, they're not making as much money, but nobody's being, like, hurt, hurt. Right. No, no. In right. a lot of ways. And, like, also... Let's face it, when you're 13, 14, even if you're signing, you know, do you really think that this is going to happen? I mean, the likelihood of, yeah. right, a 13-year-old creating this level of success with this band, the one in a million or more kind right. of shot. Right, right. Yeah. So, I mean, who's who's thinking about that when they're 13? And as a parent, I'd right. be like, yeah. yes, take yeah. care of my child. That is what I'm concerned about. Yeah, because yeah, the, the number one thing of a parent is... To take care of your your, your children. Oop. Yeah. Your children. Yeah. 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 Amen. So, so yeah. on December 30th of 2010, MTV News interviewed Williams, York, and Davis in Franklin, Tennessee, regarding their reactions to Pharaoh's response. Uh, the band members confirmed many of Pharaoh's statements, notably that Williams was indeed the only member of the band actually signed to Atlantic. Um, they added that they felt that the statement was irrelevant and claimed that they had addressed many of the Pharaoh's critiques already through the course of their career. Um, on a January 10th of 2011, in an interview with MTV, Haley Williams said that despite the band losing two of its founding members, they would release new music in 2011, um, although they had, they had not confirmed that it would be a full album for release or just a small number of songs. Uh, the singer also admitted that Paramore's style was likely to change with the new lineup, but clarified that the band would still retain their core signature sound. Um, Paramore later confirmed that they were entering a studio in Los Angeles with producer Rob Cavello again uh, to record what would be the Singles Club. Mm. Um, all right, so June, June, uh, excuse me, June third, twenty eleven. Paramore released the single "Monster," a uh, great song, featured on the Transformers Dark of the Moon soundtrack. Um, this is the first song that the band released without the Pharaoh Brothers on June 9, twenty eleven. Haley Williams announced that the band had started to write their fourth album, which they hoped to start recording at the end of the year with an early 2012 release on October 11th, 2011 Paramore announced that they would release a new song for each of the remaining months of 2011. Uh, the band set up a singles club, <coughs> excuse me, on their website, which gave fans the chance to purchase the singles when they were released um, as they were released exclusively through the singles club. Um, and they were therefore not sold anywhere else. A song called Renegade premiered the day of the announcement with Hello Cold World. <coughs> Excuse me. I'm choking. <coughs> Excuse me. Get it uh, out. With <laughs> Get it out. Get out, demon. Um, Hello Cold World following on November 7th and in the morning on December 5th. In 2011, former member Josh Farrow uh, formed Novel American with Zach Farrow later joining that band as well. So mm. don't remember much of Novel American. I remember hearing something about it. But, you know, obviously there's the same appeal is not there because it's not Haley Williams, right? Like right. we realized pretty right. quickly she was the big draw. So. She, yes, and, probably, and still uh, is, you know? I mean, she's, yeah. yeah. She's, and that's where we're going to cap it off uh, for this part one. This is kind of like the end of that emo era that we talked about, right? Because like where we go from here, we'll cover the road that led to Paramore that we, that we, that we know and love today. And then uh, some of, and the return of one of its founding members. So stay tuned for that. Mm. We're gonna, it's 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 been a wild ride. Man. 
Yeah. Nice. Yeah. It has been a wild ride already, and we're only yeah. Mm-hmm. So yeah, halfway through their history. Yeah. So it's been a wild ride so far. But if you got confused or whatever, you're a stressed you, out, a little bit stressed out, have no fear. Oh, hold up! Before we do, I just because this music video is playing, yes. I forgot about this song. I don't know why I didn't have anything about there. Decode uh, that was featured in the Twilight movies. Um, <laughs> that was a big I've, deal. I've never seen a Twilight movie. Oh man, they're good. They're good. Um, but yeah, for the first Twilight film, they were featured on the soundtrack. They wrote the song for the movie, and here it is playing in the background. I forgot to mention anything about that before. But that was like three brand new eyes. So okay. like post riot, three brand new eyes, kind of like wedged post, in there after after riot. Yeah, okay. After Riot, okay. yeah, just before Brand New Eyes. So, like 2008, 2009, whenever Twilight came out, yeah. As I so. said before, if you're uh, a little bit on the fence of wondering what's going on here, and don't, don't worry, don't be stressed out, because Blake Brosley, Emo Mimo here, has got a hey. mental health minute for y'all. That is right. So, he- uh, hello, I'm Blake. <laughs> hello. I've been, I'm here, but I'm here, I'm back. Um, so yeah, I came across something, how to take a mental health day. Well, like, I, I feel like we don't do that enough. Like, like we, we truly need to just like set a day aside and be like, you know what? Taking, I'm taking care of myself today. Um, so here's some tips. Here's some things. If maybe you're like, I need to take a mental health day, but I have no idea like what that looks like. Here's some tips. Maybe there's something here that, uh, that you would enjoy doing. So, uh, here we go. Make a home cooked meal. There is something really satisfying unless, unless cooking stresses you out. Um, but cooking a meal that you can sit down and say, I did all this. I did it. I, from start to look finish, I, I did everything. I did it. I, look, I did it. look at this. Yeah. I, I always, I always make chicken in it and it feels good that I did it. That's you know, fine. Really. Right. Yeah. Chicken right. and hamburgers. Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh. Um, call a loved one that you haven't spoken to in a while. That's important. Hey man, I'm calling you. I love call, you. Call hey. Oh yeah. Right. <laughs> Make sure you call a loved one that doesn't stress you out. Mm. Yes. That is important. Don't call somebody that's going to piss you off and stress you out. Um, call your mom and you dad. Know, you know? <laughs> well, that may not be me, for everyone. Me, right? <laughs> for you, it might be great. Agreed. You know, agreed. You, agreed. I don't, I think it was Tuesday. I sitting at my desk. I wasn't, I mean, I was working, but my phone rang and it was my best oldest dearest friend who oh, I met yeah. on my fifth birthday in 1984 to nice. give you an idea of like um and yeah I just like it's random like she's like I've been thinking about you so I was just gonna call and say hi she lives in California I don't get to see her yeah. often and it was for me too it was like the greatest feeling ever to have somebody yeah. that I love right. randomly call me that's right that's always nice um here's another one clean a small part of your space uh that relieves physical and mental clutter you got a mm. closet that's just like oh my god this thing is a mess there's also something really satisfying about like going through things like we just did it with our attic we cleaned out the attic we got rid of a bunch of crap that we just did not need after we sold a lot of stuff so we made a little bit of money off of it we got we decluttered and it was very very satisfying to put all the christmas stuff back up maybe in a clean Maybe that's why the ghost of whatever her name is beat you with the purse because you sold Probably her stuff. there was something in there she wanted, and she <laughs> said, yeah. "Get out, Blake! What are you doing? Taking my stuff?" Turn it back. Yeah. Nope. I'm all about clearing the clutter. There you yeah, go. It's yeah, it's great. It's really satisfying. If you don't need it, throw it out. If get you out. need it, yeah, get it out of there. You know, yeah. 
Um, go for a long walk in the park or your favorite outdoor space. We do that. We've got a great neighborhood that we like to take walks in. And, um, you know, Allie, some of Allie's family lives in the neighborhood too. So you, you go walk around and drop by, say, Hey, or not. You just keep walking, whatever you want to do. <laughs> um, uh, yeah, love, I love going for walks, uh, read a book, whether an old time favorite or a new one to you. Um, I'm working my way through chamber of secrets right now. Um, and, oh. uh, I'm I'm slowly like I have told myself I'm going to read all the Harry Potter books. So I am nice. I'm in Chamber of Secrets now. I'm about halfway through it. And uh, so okay, I, so I is from from what you read is the book better than the movie so far? So far, so far I like the movie better. Okay, because uh, okay. I, you know, I there cause are I hear, because I hear yeah. the books are a lot better. You know, because there's more to yes. it than you know. You can't I'm hoping. So that's like what Alice the movies, books and the movies. Mm. Um, she does. She loves both of them equally. Okay. Um, however, she is. She has said now that Max is doing it. Excuse me. A redo, a uh, a revamp of the and turning it into a show. Um, she hopes that they follow the books a little more closely, and I would be okay with that too. Mm. Like each season being a different book, mm. I think that would be the best way to go about it because there's a lot of things in the books that they just didn't have time to tell in a movie. Like even the movies aren't long enough as it is, but they still didn't have time to go into. So anyway, yeah, she's hoping that when they do this, they, they're a little more faithful to the the books. Mm. Um, so meditate or practice mindfulness. I think that is important. Mm -hmm. Mindfulness, right? Mm -hmm. Um, go grocery shopping. Uh, I, I don't know. I can, I can, we like or we like, order and have it delivered. I like, yeah, I, I was going to say <laughs> I, I, that may not be one for me. Maybe, maybe some people it's really satisfying. I prefer to do a pickup order or have it delivered um, because grocery shopping kind of stresses me out. Um, and you're also not as likely to spend as much money if you order it yeah. online, right? You just get what you need. You're not walking through the store, seeing things that you don't need buying. Anyway, um, wash your bed sheets. I didn't do that enough before Allie came along. Like that, that is when I realized the importance of washing your bed sheets pretty frequently. So, um, wash your bed sheets, go to a yoga class. Yoga is actually way more relaxing than I originally thought. Um, we've done, uh, like E2M and, and things like that. And they had like workouts and then they have yoga days or whatever. And I really enjoy the yoga stuff. Um, get a massage or any other type of treatment. Allie does that. She goes and gets massages or she does yeah. like a facial thing. Um, watch a movie. I love doing that. Find, like we're on a big Western kick right now. So we're always trying to look for a new Western movie to watch um, or a good murder mystery. Murder. I love, love murder mysteries. Um, have a therapy session. I love my therapy sessions. Um, they're a lot of fun. It's a good way to kind of vent about some things with uh, someone who has an unbiased uh, opinion. Right. Yeah. And, um, you know, it's good. Pet your dog or your cat. I do that all the time. Love my babies. Um, get creative through painting, poetry writing, or sketching. Allie's really taken to that. Um, she has started doing like watercoloring and embroidery and things like that. Um, and that's been her jam. And she seems to really enjoy it. She's trying to be more artsy. Um, and then finally, one that we can all agree on. Listen to music, man. Uh, there's really no better way, I think, to express your emotions. Uh, find something that connects with you. Oh, my gosh, this is how I feel. And then kind of losing yourself in an album, whatever that looks like. So that's all I got. And, that's all you need. And I want to just yeah. Go, yeah. You know, like 
when you take a mental health day, like you can use that as like one of your sick days because yeah. your mental health is health. Right. Right. Exactly. Like, so like sometimes you need that, yep. that break and there's nothing wrong with that. And exactly. Take care of yourself. Right. That's, that's what I'm going to say. There you go. Yeah. I love it. I, I think, I think it's important. I think we, we, we don't do that enough. That's one thing. That was one of my quote unquote resolutions. If you want to call it that. Um, for this year was to take more time for myself, right? Like throughout the week, whatever that looks like, 30 minutes a day, hour a day, whatever, do something I want to do, something that brings me joy, something that relaxes me. Um, and I'm sticking to it. That's I, that's why I've been reading a lot, you know, things like that. And for like you all out there, especially like moms or whatever, whoever you are out there, remember that like when you take care of yourself, it is not being selfish. In fact, it is the opposite because you are a better version of yourself and people you love and care about and they deserve the best version of you. So take care of yourself. That's right there. That is my soapbox. I will get off of it now. I like it. I like it. We love it. Well, you guys have anything else? No, I think that's everything for part one. Come back next yes. week for part two, man. We're gonna we're gonna really get into the so nitty gritty. Uh, yep. Awesome. Right. Well, thanks everyone for listening to the show today. If you've enjoyed this episode, please be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and review on Apple Podcasts or wherever you can. If you'd like to follow the show on our social medias, we're on the Facebook, uh, X or Twitter, uh, Instagram, and TikTok. Just search for When Words Fail, Music Speaks Podcast. Would you like to be interviewed on the show? If you're a musician, please reach out to us at james at whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. Amanda Dolan, that's D-O-L-I-N at whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. Or, don't forget, Mr. Brosley here. It's Blake at whenwordsfailmusicspeaks.com. Or you can message us on any of the social sites mentioned before. And please be sure to subscribe to our YouTube channel where you can watch interviews, music, video reactions, vinyl showcases, and more. You'll find us at youtube.com backslash when words fail music speaks. Be sure to turn on the notifications bell so you can be notified when the new videos are uploaded. If you are currently watching this on YouTube, make sure you belly flop belly on that like button. Yeah. Belly it. flop it. Yes. <laughs> And for all you need links to find out more about us and buy some of our awesome merchandise, visit our new designed website, um, WinMergeFilmMusicSpeaks.com. Heck yeah. Um, if you don't mind checking out my other podcast, it is called South Carolina Spook Show. I hope to have a new episode uploaded here soon. Um, but with the craziness that happened this week, that didn't happen. Um, so uh, it's all about true crime, paranormal, cryptids, everything. Uh, everything spooky that you can think of, uh, all from the state of South Carolina. So if you're into that, it's available wherever you listen to podcasts. Yes, and then check out the Mental Society, which is not it's got a lot of new episodes, but the website, thementalsociety.com, has some really spectacular resources, um, places that you can find help, but also learn more about mental health and how it impacts society, the whole world around you. Yeah, yeah. Nice, nice. And thanks again to our sponsors for this episode of Bones Coffee and BetterHelp.com. Remember to use the, the, our discount code MUSICSPEAKS on one word at checkout for 10% off your order at BonesCoffee.com. I just ordered a slew of new stuff. Yes, you did. So make sure that everybody gets what they want. And also go to BetterHelp.com slash 
Music Speaks to get a 10% off your first month of therapy and to get matched with the therapist that is perfect for you. And uh, do we have anything else before we, we go? Y'all? No? I think that's it. Yeah. All right. Hold on. All right. So thanks again for listening and always remember when words fail. Music speaks. Bye, guys. I don't think you should sing for our band, Blake. <laughs> <laughs>